How are you doing, Cassidy? It's it's uh, awesome to have you on, man. I'm doing good. Yourself? I'm doing well. So I um I have a guys' night with my neighbor Brett every Thursday and a couple other neighbors, and uh, it usually devolves into watching YouTube videos. And that's okay. how I found you. My buddy Brett was like, "Have you seen this fucking guy that goes to these city council meetings?" Yeah, <laughs> and we were just dying laughing a few months ago. And I saw you on Twitter. I was like, "Holy shit! I'll just DM him and see if you uh, see if he'll come on." So thanks for yeah, doing that, dude. Yeah, no problem. I actually didn't even want to make a Twitter and my and uh, my friend talked me into it. And then, I mean, I guess it worked out pretty well. So Yeah. When, when did you start it? Uh, like two months ago. Wow, and man, you're blowing up there. I No, I know. It was insane. It was like literally instant. Yeah. So is it just because you have so many subscribers on YouTube or like, did you push it, it at all no. like organically? My Well, my YouTube literally had nothing to do with it because... Like most of the people, a lot of the people on YouTube, they don't even go on Twitter like that. Same right. with Instagram. It's like totally different people. So, yeah, I found that I found that um, the two easiest platforms to grow on are Twitter and TikTok. Um, yeah, I've had, really, except I've had a really hard time with YouTube subscribers, man. It's taken me forever. Oh, YouTube's difficult because you have to make longer videos, number one. And now it's even more hard, uh, more difficult um, to grow on YouTube just because of how screwed up the algorithm is. Um, but as far as like Twitter is good, because actually the, a lot of the people from Twitter, they'll go subscribe, uh, to you, the YouTube channel versus like on TikTok does nothing. Cause I've got millions of views on TikTok. It does nothing for the YouTube. Yeah. I've, I haven't had millions of views, but I, I just kind of started taking it seriously, but I have had hundreds of thousands and, and yeah. it, it's amazing how easy it is to experience that virality on TikTok without any followers. It's like, that's yeah. basically the saving grace of the platform. Yeah, exactly. Cause now these other platforms, you know, like YouTube and, um, what's it called? Instagram. There's so many people on there that's hard to, uh, grow as much in their algorithm. They keep changing their algorithm. Yeah. So, do you think that it's um? Do you think that there's actually like shadow banning going on, or do you think that people just suck at making interesting content? <laughs> They're like, well, I'm shadow people... banned. <laughs> no, I mean, there's some people that suck at it, and there's some people that actually get shadow banned. So, yeah, it's real. You know, it's yeah. not some conspiracy theory. It's literally real. It's like, why can't you even search these people up and find them? Like, you have to literally search somebody's full name uh, on Instagram to find them. Yeah, and they'll ask four digits of their social. And they're like, oh, here they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how is it that have you had have you ever had any YouTube strikes on your account? Because I couldn't believe like that was really. But the, these were for something like completely different. It was like <clears throat> a long time ago I did this like prank where I had these fake balls and they um <laughs> they were uh yeah, it was like at the election polls the voting the voting polls this was like 2020 election oh and uh i was doing that and uh i mean like i wouldn't do content like that again but at the time you know it was it was funny to me so and the reactions but still like um you know they said that it was you know i have my genitals out or whatever i know like, it's clear it's like that it's you clearly tell it's not but whatever yeah you got Jim and then Morrison's. i got one no, then I got one for um, doing the. I used to like do these videos uh, catching child predators, and um, were they real? Anyways, well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you would you would bait them? Yeah, I would use like the account on whatever dating app, and it was all gay people too. That's the thing; they're all gay. 
So, <clears throat> oh um, God. anyways, uh, yeah, so they're actually still up on YouTube, not on my channel, but people re-uploaded them. I'll probably cut them down a little and put them on Twitter, but, um, I mean, they were, like, insane. Viral. This, like, 8 to 10 million views, like, on oh those, like, and then, like, and then after a while, like, I think that's when YouTube shadow banned me or something, and then they started getting less views, so. Yeah, those got a strike because they said bullying harassment. You can't harass the predators. Oh my god, that is so ridiculous! But yeah. and, and literally, to catch a predator was on cable TV for like twenty years or something, right? So it's okay for like public broadcast cable TV, the same exact approach. But then if you do yeah. it, if you do it on your YouTube channel, like oh, but nah. dude, I went more, I went way more hard on them, dude. I yeah. would scream and I would scream in their face and stuff. Oh my God! What would they like, do? Like, what do you remember? One in particular? Dude, something, like, did they just cry or they, what? Like, they were so scared because they thought because I would dress up as this um, redneck cowboy and go do yeah. it. And dude, they yeah, I mean, they were scared, dude. I mean, it was good. It was good content. People loved it, and it was like it was good content. It was like doing a, a good cause. It was a good cause, you know. And yeah, yeah, it's great. It's a win-win. Win. It's a win-win. Exactly. <laughs> YouTube doesn't like that. We got to be nice to the pedophiles. We got to have respect them. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they're just they're minor attracted persons. Maps. It's just normal. Yeah, it's a sexual orientation. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I can't. I can't believe it. LGBTQ plus <laughs> maps. So yeah, that's what uh, they want. So, um, did you? like decide I want to be a social media like influencer. I want to like just get as many followers as possible and then start making content. Or were you just like goofing around with your buddies <laughs> doing pranks and then it just like blew up? Um, I mean, I mean, I would just watch pranks back in the day and then yeah. and I just kind of started doing them for fun. And then it eventually blew up. Have you ever so. been clocked doing it? No, I mean, I never do anything to, I've never, I, I've never done anything to that extent. Like I, I know like when I should stop, you can, yeah, you can, you can sense the line, especially now I've kind of like changed. I've, I mean, I've changed a lot. So like I've changed up my content. I don't, you know, I kind of, I, I want to do something that's like beneficial actually, you know, the pranks, a lot of the pranks are just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you're, you're trying to figure out a way to like leverage it so that you can also have like an impact. Yeah. So, I mean, like with what I've been doing and I'd rather do things for like giveaways and stuff like that as well. Oh, your camera's frozen. No, I'm just holding really still. Am I yeah, moving now? Right. <laughs> no, no. Huh. Well, you, well, you look good. I look good. I think we're going to be okay. Okay. Can, on my end, it looks like it's all right. I don't know. Can you, gotcha. can you hear me? Okay. I take it. Well, yeah, um, I would I would just rather do something that actually has more of an impact. And plus, like just doing the same thing for five years, it gets old, man. It gets so old. Yeah. Yeah. Did, so like, did you when you started doing it, were you like, all right, this is going to be like my side hustle. I'm going to make money off of it. Or, and did it like wind up becoming a like a job where it felt like it was you were going to work every time you were going to do these. No, crazy I mean, uh, <laughs> I I mean, I wanted to make money off of it. I didn't know if I was going to, but then I, it, it worked out. And then, I mean, it's it's not even like it's work sometimes because um, I enjoy it. But, I mean, 
I feel like if I'm overdoing it and like start stressing about, Oh, I need to get these videos. I need to get these videos. Then it becomes like work and it's like not even fun anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, try to strike that balance too with this podcast. Like when I started this podcast a year ago, I was doing an episode like every day for a couple of months, every couple oh of days. My gosh. And it's, it's easy to burn out. So now I just like, I do yeah. one when I feel like it and, mm-hmm. and that's the ticket. But I don't know, man. Like I'm, I have such mixed feelings about it cause I'm the same way as you. Like I want to make content and I want it to like have an impact, but yeah. at the same time, it's like I could invest money and time into these platforms. And then like by the flip of a switch, they could just say, bye, you know? Yeah, exactly. That. I mean, that's why you got to kind of be on every single platform, at least like, you know, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and I'd say Facebook too, but Facebook's so difficult, man. Now, like I have a pretty good Facebook following, but Dude, they are just, they're just, it's just terrible, the algorithm on there, man. My problem with Facebook is, um, like, I don't want to alienate the people I know. Like, I'm totally yeah. okay. Oh, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, no, not on, not like that, but like an actual Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. But so like, then e- even then, even if you have like, millions of followers on your Facebook page, if you post without boosting it, it's not, it's not going to get the reach. No, no. I mean, like a few years ago it could, but now right. it's just, yeah, they want people to pay for that reach. That's it. Right. So you might as well just have no followers and pay for ads to begin with, you know? <laughs> yeah. But Instagram is, man, Instagram and YouTube are really hard to grow on. I have I don't know what it is. Like I must be doing something wrong. I've even tried taking classes online um, to like figure out like hashtag uh, approaches and stuff. And it's just so hard yeah. because by the time, by the time you do the the course, like the algorithm changed, just like you said. So it's, that's a little, yeah. it was a little bit of like, um, a lost cause in that, in that sense. But I think it's because like, there's not like a retweet feature. So it's just so much more difficult to go viral on that platform. I don't, I haven't figured out how it works. Yeah, no, it is difficult. I mean, it helped me a lot when I got shared from other big pages. Yeah. Like, uh, DC Drano and, uh man can't remember the oh i mean there's a couple other pages that shared me but that helped a lot but as far as like just getting viral on your own on instagram that is hard yeah but it seems to be um it seems to still like be the money maker for facebook i think that um i think that they're on their way out in terms of Facebook, just because the demographic on there is so much older. But like, don't you think it's a shame, man? I don't know if you remember. You, I think you're. It says uh, I was looking you up. You're born in '92, so you must remember 10 years ago when Facebook was awesome. Do you remember that, or was that a, oh. like a little bit before your time? No, yeah, yeah. I used fa- I used Facebook all the time, and um, you know, I didn't really use Instagram. Um, but yeah, now Facebook is just a bunch of old boomers. It seems like. Yeah. What I am, I mean, I just remember being in college and like, like it was just like the movie Social Network. Like you used it to check out, check out girls that you were interested in. And like, I don't know, it was just, it was actually a social network. And now, it, now it just feels like ad central and uh, like neighborhood yeah. groups and yeah, um, not a political. Fan. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they did. Do you think they're going to uh, ruin Instagram the same way? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. It's just... Like, it's just a completely different crowd on Instagram. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. So do you think, um, do you think that we're going to be able to solve the censorship problem? Ha. No. No. It's, it's just over, huh? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's going to get worse, I think. So. 
Yeah. Have you been following any of the uh, World Economic Forum stuff? I've looked at some of it. I mean, I already know. Like, I don't need to dig that. Like, I don't need to check on it all the time. Like, I already know what's happening. I know what's going on. It's just like, why even uh, damage myself even more? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I already well, know. Well, like, I'm not... It. Yeah, it's like, well, I don't need to see every little thing they're doing. I know exactly, like, yeah, they're evil. They're doing this and that. And, you know, it, it, it's like watching the news every day. Like, why would you do that? Why would you do that to yourself? Yeah. Well, it's not really a very good use of time either. Like, you should worry about the stuff that's, like, within your circle of influence, right? Like, the seven habits of highly effective people. <laughs> Wait, like what? Uh, did you ever read that Stephen Covey book, Seven Habits Highly Effective People? No, I didn't. It's like a, it was like one of the first famous self-help books from 50 or 60 years ago. And oh, okay. one of the, one of the habits is, um, uh, about your circle of influence. So like, uh-huh. don't worry about the, don't worry about the shit that's out of your control. Just worry about the yeah. stuff that you can handle. Yeah, no, that's, that's very true. And, uh, you know, I feel like I have some, you know, control of, you know, like when I make those videos and stuff, I can, you know, help people and, you know, make, at least make people laugh, wake some people up. But at, at, in the end, you know, like there's only so much we can do. So like, why just keep worrying about it? Yeah. I will. And it's one thing to just sit and like worry and stew. My grandmother <clears throat> used to do that in the nursing home because yeah. they would just like, you know, they would just roll Fox 24 seven into her room. <laughs> so she's like panicking and she can barely walk and like knows all yeah. the world's problems. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And I, um, but like on the other hand, you you don't want to like miss that kernel of opportunity where you can make a difference. Right. Like if you, if you stare, if you look at a Rubik's cube long enough, you're going to be, you're going to figure out how to do it without having to look, look it up. Yeah. You're just, you know, and so like, I I don't, maybe that's why I'm like so obsessed with politics. I'm not like a news junkie, but I am like obsessed with like all the shit that's going on right now, just because I, I feel, yeah. I'm just, I feel so offended like at the, yeah. the audacity of, of what's happening. And yeah. I, I can't stop staring at it because I'm just like trying to find a, like a weakness. Like, what can I do here? What can I do there? You know? And I, I, yeah. I don't know. I feel like the ocean on a stone, but look, if know. you're not, if you're not tweeting every five seconds about it, like you're not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> do something okay no but seriously it's like yeah like yeah if you're gonna go actually do something about it like then yeah that's good but if you're just gonna sit there and like worry about it it doesn't do anything yeah you know you know why and you know why like these crazy leftists and these lgbtq freaks you know why they've gotten so far is because they actually go out and they push 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 and and and, you know and these uh you know a lot of these christian conservatives they just let them have they just give them that they just give it to them they just give it to them they keep backing up they keep backing up because they're scared yeah it's like this it's the slow retreat and then all of a sudden you're on the edge of the cliff that's what's happening right now so they can they can thank themselves because here, here's the thing. They're like, yeah, you know, it just doesn't affect me, so I don't care. Oh, really? It's not affecting you right now? Yeah. But I wonder, you know, the, I wonder, because if you, if you were to just watch the news and listen to the critical theorists that are running all of our institutions... Yeah. You would think that there's like 17 people that think remotely close to either you or I, you or me. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. When it's the opposite. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think that like 80% of America, I mean, not, I'm not saying that 80% of Americans voted for Trump, but I think like 80% of America is like, this is some bullshit going on right now. Like there's, there's no way that more than 20% of people in the United States support, uh, uh, Joe Biden. And that's with 10% of the population having an IQ of less than 85. Yeah. No, I, I, I think a lot of people think like us, but obviously, yeah, like you said, they don't ever show that. So there's that. Um, but the thing is most people are scared to do anything. They're scared to yeah. speak out cause I'm going to lose my job or whatever. Yeah. I, well, there's definitely some truth to that, but like if you look at, U.S. history, the only time that actual political change has happened has been through civil disobedience. Like whether yeah. it's suffrage, whether it's civil rights, whether it's pulling out of Vietnam, it, was, it took people just saying, lock me up. I'm not doing it. Yeah, you know, exactly. And it doesn't have to be violent. You just don't obey. Like it's just that simple. Exactly. Like, uh, like during, uh, you know, COVID, I didn't, uh, I didn't wear a mask. I didn't get the vaccine. Oh my God. I'm I didn't so stay glad. in I'm my house. I didn't stay in my house. I'm surprised I'm alive. <laughs> it's crazy. Right. And I was sure one of my exes would die at least. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, I didn't do any of that stuff. I'm here like, dude. And now they're with the whole monkey pox thing, trying to scare everybody. It's just so funny, just man. A, it's just a bunch of monkey business, dude. <laughs> yeah. And that's racist. The monkey pox is racist. Where's the whole, where does the whole monkey race thing even come from? Dude, I don't know. All right, let's, let's do a white one. What animal would we be? Um, wow. A white one. I've never heard a white person like compared to an animal. Right. Like, is a honky uh, an animal? Is, is it similar to a donkey? No, <laughs> no I, I, I have no idea. Is there an animal that's always albino? Um, what a polar bear! I don't is white. A polar bear is white. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I don't know, man. <laughs> polar bear is a new racial slur. Yep. So, what are you um? What are you working on these days? Just making content. Um. Yeah. Pretty much just making content. Um. Trying to not go insane. Um. You turned 30 this year? Yeah, I just turned 30. So oh, congratulations, man. Yeah, I made it this far. Um yeah, man, just making content, trying to just enjoy life. And um, I mean, that's really about it. Just trying to do whatever I can to uh you know keep busy and stay out of trouble. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sorry, are, are you in Texas? Because I saw yeah, you yeah, with, with Alex Jones recently. Uh, yeah, I'm in North Texas. Okay, cool. Cool. I got a buddy that lives up in Paris, Texas. He has the best beef I've ever tasted. Yeah. No, North Texas is the best, man. So I like it up there, man. My wife, when I uh, convinced my wife to move to Texas, she agreed, but she said that she wanted to live in a city. And so, that's Oh my gosh. No, don't live in a city. I tell you what, living in Austin, Texas is better than anywhere in California though. Yeah. But you don't want to live in Austin. That's yeah. a liberal well, crap hole. Yeah, but every time they pass a liberal law, the governor shuts it down, seems like. So <laughs> better yeah. a blue city and a red state. 
than a, a red city and a blue state, man. <laughs> Suit yourself, man. I would go to North Texas though. Yeah, I'd like to one day if I have any money, I'll I'd like to buy some property up there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's going to be cheaper here than most places. So, I mean, Florida is super expensive, and it's not what you think it is either. Depends on where you go. It's just it's just crappy because the you know the the air and the heat and just the the constant rain and the rising you know, uh, ocean levels. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking, man. (laughs) No, I mean, that's a good way. That was a good way for them to scare people so they can just get your money. What do you mean? With the climate change stuff? Yeah. How do they get my money? Uh, Taxes. Yeah. Oh, you mean, yeah, for the. Yeah, more taxes for that. We need tax, pay higher taxes for that. We need to pay higher taxes for the Ukraine. We need to pay higher. Man, dude, they're literally criminals making the laws. It's great. Yep. Yep. We're being betrayed every single day by both the right and the left. No, exactly. That's what I've been saying. In the last five years, if I learned anything, it's just, it's that there's just one party and one of them says some things that I like sometimes, but they never ever do the thing that they say they're going to do. Exactly. They never say it. You know, who only does what they say they're going to do? God. God always does what he says he's going to do. Not these garbage scumbag political leaders, you know, and it's just a big WWE match. That's all it is. All these people are in bed together. You see Ted Cruz playing basketball with Jimmy Kimmel and, uh, <laughs> what's his face? Dan Crenshaw. You know who that is, right? Yeah. That guy is terrible, man. Like, I know. Dude, he's literally part of the World Economic Forum. Then there's a video of him saying, I just don't know much about it. It's just like, it's an organization like it doesn't have any power. I was like, wait. He is so myopic. <laughs> Dude, he's retarded. He he says that the, he said they don't have any power. Meanwhile, the most powerful people meet there. Yeah, they don't have any power. I'm gonna fly uh, 14 hours to go to one of the meetings. <laughs> yeah, just it's it's meaningless. They have no power. But you know, well, what's what's creepy to me about it is if you look up Klaus Schwab, it is almost impossible yeah. to find any subs, uh, substantial like background on him. Yeah, and I don't think he actually personally has a lot of money. So it's like, what is going on here? How is this? His family, dude, dude, his family. He's a Rothschild. He is for real? Yeah. And it's funny if you type it in like Klaus Schwab family or whatever, the first things that come up is like fact check. He's not a Rothschild. He's he's not. He's not. It's like that. That should tell you all by itself that he is because his mom is a Rothschild and he's married to a Rothschild. So he's incestuous. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so I've never actually spent any time looking into the Rothschild uh, conspiracies. I know that it's like this massive conglomeration of power and banking, right? Or something. Yes. That goes yes. Back they, centuries they, and control centuries. The, they control the Fed. Do they own it? Uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> they, they literally have full control over the Fed. Wow. Yeah. If you could have control over the Fed, would you even want to? Would I want to? Yeah. Um, I would just shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think would happen if we did that right away? Would it be like um, I'd, would it somebody be dead? Alcohol? Yeah, I'd be dead. 
like John F. Kennedy, he 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 tried. He ended up dead. Yeah, I think that they. I think the CIA killed him because he tried to shut him no, down. No, don't ever say that. The government would never do something like that. They don't ever do anything bad. You know what's funny, especially too, because uh, if you ever say like, "Oh, well, the shooting at the school today was done by the government," and somebody's like, "How dare you say that? Kids were dead. Wait, the government would never kill kids." They would never like have anything to do with that. They only, you know, you know, they've tried to force everybody to take this. Um, uh, what's it called? This. Um, uh, my gosh, I'm trying to think of the word. Um, um, basically, the the. Oh, my gosh. I cannot think of the word right now. But anyways, I mean, dude, they've done tons of other things before. You know, they've experimented with radiation on people. They've, uh, you know, the uh, 9-11, the Vegas shooting. Oh, an experimental drug, the vaccine. They're trying to force people to take that. But, hey, you know, they never do anything like that. So I got an interesting story for you. I um, uh, I have type A hemophilia, the bleeding disorder. Are you familiar okay. at all with hemophilia? Basically, no. my, bl- my blood doesn't clot, so I like bruise easy, and I I bleed like internally all the time. Yeah, and if I don't have my medicine, my life expectancy is like eleven years, and I'm just like a, a crippled, achy mess, like dead. Wow. And uh, anyway, in the uh, in the eighties, they um, uh, started making like this synthetic protein that my my DNA doesn't make to, to clot. They started making uh-huh. the synthetic version of it for hemophiliacs to inject um, to, so they could live. And um, they knew that the blood they were using to make the medicine was contaminated with hepatitis and HIV. And they wow. didn't tell the parents. And wow. 10,000 hemophiliacs died in the 80s wow. given medicine from their parents. So when oh, this whole wow. COVID thing started, regardless of what anybody thinks about anything specific, yeah, I was not uh, adamant to trust the pharmaceutical big pharma. Yeah, of course not. And that was just like not. that was just like forty years ago. I mean, like we like to think that like, oh man, everything's been so great since the Renaissance. <laughs> like you know, before everything was crazy, but like ever since the Renaissance, you know, everything's been you know really you know civilized. But it's it's the same shit, man. <laughs> yeah no it's always it's always gonna be that way dude so you can't trust these guys but then it's like oh if you don't take it you're a terrible person and it's so funny when people would take picture the pictures and videos of them getting the vaccine it's like what is wrong with you are you like that stupid yeah the social proof aspect of it was was pretty gross i've never seen people taking picture the pictures of them getting vaccinated till now it's like how is it cool now how come it wasn't cool before like getting your flu shot or whatever well, you know, because it was so heroic, mm-hmm. you know, to get the um, what's it called? Oh, my gosh. Experimental drug to get the experimental drug. It's so heroic. I'll tell you what, man, takes a set of balls, balls you can't show on your YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> so how much how much content are you produced like? Would, has it gotten to the point where if you walk into like a town hall meeting or a city council meeting, I, I assume that's what those were in your, in your video. Do they, are they yeah. like, Oh shit, here he is. They know they've already been told about me. They've this one city council guy who likes me. He was telling me, he's like, yeah, they warned us like two months ago when, before you came and we were preps for you and Alex Stein. 
<laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow. Cause, cause he made me laugh. Like when I was doing my bit in there, he made me laugh when I looked at him cause he was laughing. <laughs> well, I, I really enjoy watching the people behind you that are like, like half oh, are pissed dude, off yes. and half are like trying, <laughs> trying not to laugh. Like when you were in that BLM yeah. shirt, dude, those guys behind you, like one of them was really like trying not to bust up. Oh yeah, dude. I saw it. But his wife or the girl, or she was next pissed. To him. Yeah, she was pissed. Yeah, He's looking yeah. at her like for permission to laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that do you do funny. any stand up? Stand No, no stand up. Yeah, never not your thing. Have you ever tried? You never tried it? Never tried it. It's just totally different, man. This is like like improv versus stand up is just so different. Yeah, I, I'm not like I know that they're not the same, but I just was curious if, if I've thought about it. I've thought about it. It's just, you know, a lot different, but maybe I'll try it one day. I think the problem I would have with stand up, other than the fact that I'm not very funny <laughs> is, uh, I, um, I don't think that I could enjoy doing the same bit like 300 mm-hmm. times. Like I, um, I, I saw Joe Rogan six months ago at Vulcan here in Austin and uh-huh. it was awesome. We're like, we're in the small bar. It's like 150 bucks to get in. And he's like ironing out material for whatever special he's doing next. Right. I go back yeah. two weeks ago. Right. And he's doing the same routine. Like, yeah, like perfected, you know, it's, he's working on it. It's a little bit better than it was, but it's the same. So this dude's been telling the same routine every Tuesday night at Vulcan for 26 weeks. Right. Wow. And it's like, it, obviously like the pros are the pros for a reason, but I don't think that I would find that very fun to like go up there, like knock, knock, you know, <laughs> like, or, you know, why is the, why is the chicken cross the road? Like, it's only funny the first time to me, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, that's, that's the thing I was talking to. Cause I was talking to Alex Stein about that and he's like, yeah, just telling the same jokes over and over. I was like, dude, I know, man. Cause like, I, I realized that a while ago. I was like, wait, they're telling the same jokes. And I was like, okay. I, I mean, it doesn't seem too hard then. And you just, maybe if you spend a year working on your routine and just tell the same jokes, it might be successful. Yeah. yeah. But then a lot of guys do that and they, they burn out. Like they forget how to write. Like uh, Jerry Seinfeld had to like <clears throat> burn all of his notebooks because he wasn't writing any new material. <clears throat> he was just doing old shit over and over again. And he caught himself and he's like, I need to just reset, you know? Yeah. But I mean, it's like, that's true for anything. Like not just comedy, like it's really easy to get in, um, in a comfort zone and coast. No, I agree, man. Yeah. A lot of people do that, but that's when you need to stop being lazy and uh, yeah. get it together. Cause I, I've caught myself doing that and I'm like, wow, I need to, I need to get it together. I need to start writing new material. Otherwise, like you're not going to get anywhere. Do you think it's like, um, laziness or do you think it's just people don't have it like don't they can't find a purpose you know what i mean like i i'm like i'm the type of guy i can work 48 hours straight but it has to be something that like i'm fulfilled by right yeah i mean i feel like you just kind of get used to it so you don't change anything you're like oh i'm good i'm doing this whatever but yeah, I think, I think, you know, after a while, like you should change something. Like, I don't want to do the same thing over and over. I'd lose my mind. Yeah. So where do you see yourself in 20 years? 20? I have no idea. <laughs> do you have any kids? I have, I have one. I have one daughter. She's four months old, but. Congratulations, yeah. dude. My daughter's one and a half. Oh, nice. Thanks. Same to you. Same to you. Thanks, man. 
it's a special feeling, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's awesome. It, it was funny at first because she's so like fragile. I mean, she she's not like like that anymore, obviously, because I would be scared to hold her. Yeah, dude, you, you don't want to fuck that up. That's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But now she's she's good. She's a lot. She got big quick too, man. So do they grow fast? My uh, my daughter smacked her head on the floor today. It was the loudest Ooh. sound I've ever heard in my life, and yeah. I don't know how she's alive. But she got up. Wow. I, yeah. yeah. She like scary. fell off a chair, you know, and it was uh-huh. just one of those things like perfect, you know, wrong time, you know, perfect kind of like second that I looked away. And yeah. it, it was, man, that sound it was just so terrible. Yeah, um, that's scary. But hey, I've been you, smacked over the head with like, I remember I was playing with my, uh, was I was playing with my uh, sisters. This is when I was in high school. And um, one of my little sisters takes like a, a toy laptop computer smacks me over the head with it. now that hurt. Like I, I and, and but was I, it a whackintosh? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I get the joke. I, no, I mean, I was like, I wasn't even looking, and then out of nowhere, I just feel this thing hit my head, and I'm just on the ground, like I'm about to cry. Yeah, it hurts that's... so bad. That's the worst. I can't even rem- I think the worst pain I've ever been in is I jumped across a creek when I was a kid and I landed wrong on my ankle and it like hyperextended it, not extended, but I don't know if the other way where your toe goes to toward your Ooh. shin. And that was the worst feeling ever. You know, I've hurt my, I've cut myself before where like, I guess like I didn't even know I cut myself. I remember I was riding my bike and I, I wrecked it and then I went home and I realized I had this huge cut on my leg. I'm like, I didn't even know I had this. Can I ask you some uh, dad questions that I've been thinking about? Uh, go for it. All right. So when I was a kid, and I imagine you have a similar upbringing, um, I grew up in the Midwest. And when I was a kid, my mom would send me out in the morning on my bike and she'd say, be home by the time the street lights come on. That was the rule. Right. Uh-huh. So me and my buddies, we'd ride all over the neighborhood. We'd go to the gas station and get sodas or lunch or whatever, shoot up fireworks uh-huh. all day. Like that was all summer, all day. Yeah. Would you let your daughter have the same childhood that we had? No, because just how much things have changed, I wouldn't. Yeah. Do you think it's actually gotten worse and more dangerous? Or do you think that we just hear about it constantly because of social media? I think it's a combination of both. Like, I don't... I mean, just look at these, like, man, that is a good, that is a good question. Cause I don't like cops have objectively gotten less violent and less racist over the decades, but everybody, is that a good thing though? Is that a good thing? (laughs) Regardless, everybody thinks that they're way worse than they, than they ever have been. Yeah. It's it's because of of social media. Yeah. It's Every time a cop screws up, yeah, you see it a million times. Yeah, we don't, we didn't see it before. I mean, I feel like there's more pedophiles and stuff like are out in the open. More. Well, yeah, because the internet, like, it's way easier to get your. your well, shit, no, it's right? normal. They're they're normalizing it though, with the whole drag queen story time and all this, these freaks. Yeah, you know. Why? But you know why what? though? Like, why would they do that? <laughs> why? Because yeah. they're pedophiles. Jesus, I thought there were like I thought there were like eight of them. <laughs> no, yeah, you know what? You're, you're you're probably right. It's probably not as bad um, as we think, but it's different with a girl, dude. Yeah, if you had a it's son, would you with... let him ride his bike all over the place when he's like twelve? 
12. I mean, around the neighborhood. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, there has to be a limit, you know, like, <laughs> and it depends. On it, <laughs> it, no, it depends on the location. It really depends on the location. Yeah. Like if you're in a nice area, like you're probably not going to expect anything. There's low crime. But if you're in some, you know, crime ridden area, would you let your kid go around? It's, it, it comes down to the location, really. Yeah. I just like, I don't want to be a helicopter parent because I saw the helicopter kids when I was growing up and yeah. I don't want to, I don't want a kid like that, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I don't want to be so hands off that, you know, it's that it's uh, um, rash or irresponsible. Yeah, no, I, uh, it's, man, yeah, it's just, I think I think it just comes down to the location. So, I mean, if we're yeah. in a good area and stuff, I mean, I'll probably just I'll trust it. So, um, speaking of location, if you get a chance, are you going to go to Mars uh, on a SpaceX flight if they uh-huh. have a, let the civilians go? Man, all that stuff's fake. You don't think you don't think that uh, you don't think any of that's happening. You don't think the rockets are going to space. Are you a flat earther? Look, I'll tell you this, man. We have. I'm not going to give you. I'm not going to give you a hard time. No, no. Look, no. I'm just going to tell you. Look, I can't prove. Obviously, like, oh, the Earth is flat or whatever. But does it like? There's no way we've been to the moon. There's no way. There's no way. It's it's all lies. If you think the government lies about everything, why would you think that you know NASA is telling the truth? Literally, the founder of NASA. He has on his tombstone, Psalm 91, and it talks about uh, the, how uh, the, the God's firmament. Wait, let me read this. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Night, Psalm 19.1. Yeah. Yeah, Psalm and there's a, bunch of, uh, there's a bunch of weird uh, Antarctica. Um, treaties. Like, yeah, treaties and stuff that have very little explanation, and apparently the old yeah. Encyclopedia <laughs> Britannica talks about a firmament, firmament over yeah, I've says, seen some of that stuff. It says the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Like, why would the founder of NASA put that? <laughs> Come on. And I there's no way, there's no way that, you know, we're on this spinning ball that's going like, like what, a thousand miles an hour plus? Like, there's no way. So let, let me ask you this. If the earth isn't round, then how come all the other planets look round? Then how come all the other planets? Yeah, like I look at the moon, it looks like a ball. I don't know. I mean, ask God. I'm not saying it's like for sure flat, but what I'm saying is I don't believe it's a spinning ball. Like like spinning. It it could be round, but I don't believe we're spinning. What do you think we'd fly but, off? But also, but also people have, have like a big misconception of that earth. What do you mean? Like uh, when they think of flat earth, they don't have the right um, understanding of it. They don't even know what it actually looks like. If you really, if you see a real like flat earth. Uh, Isn't it like a half circle with like an ice wall? Yes. I know my shit. Yes. But most people don't know. They're just, oh, well. Right. They think like disc. Yeah, right. exactly. They have no idea. Look, I don't know if it's flat or not, but I just don't believe it's spinning at like whatever thousands of miles an hour, thousand miles an hour, whatever they say. It does, just doesn't. It, it, it makes more sense for it not to be spinning. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know very much about physics um, or the science. So I, that's one of the Man, things. A lot too, of the that, science stuff is just made up too. Well, that's that's one of the things that's like so confusing about the uh, the internet age is that like. And I knew this growing up too. I, I knew a couple of really smart people, um, just like everybody knows a couple of really smart people who believed yeah. like really bizarre things, like not flat earth, not politics, just like <clears throat> like stuff you'd never even imagine. Right. And not even conspiracies. They just believe bizarre stuff. And yeah. I think like, like one of the challenges with the internet is like, if I want to sit down at the internet as a totally uh, a neutral person and say, all right, I'm going to flip a coin. And if it's heads, I'm only going to consume content about why climate change is real. And if it's tails, I'm only going to consume content about why it's bullshit and it's not happening or it's not man-made. Right. Yeah. And like you can go on the internet and you could convince yourself of pretty much anything. You can convince yourself that the world is round, that it's flat. Like if you get down the wrong rabbit hole and like, just lose a little bit of perspective, you can, you can totally get lost. Um, yeah. Uh, because of the access to information that we have, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's pretty easy to tell what's real and isn't. I could watch something and be like, yeah, this is real or this is a hoax. Like at this point. Did you see that um, uh, deep fake that uh, MIT did where they um, got Nixon to give his uh, give his alternative speech? He had an alternate. He had an alternate speech in case the astronauts died um, on Mm -hmm. the like moon mission. And no. MIT was able to like use like facial AI and voice uh, AI that analyzed all of his speeches and like was able to recreate his voice. And he, he they were able to make a video that looked real of him giving the speech, at, like announcing that all the astronauts were dead. No, I didn't see it. It's crazy, man. But I don't know. I could. I think I could be fooled. I could be tricked. Like it's hard for me to look at things. I, I have the opposite yeah, we problem. Can. We can get tricked. I'm just saying like for a lot of stuff, you know, it's, it's going to be pretty easy to tell if it's real or not. Yeah. Like compared to the average person, well, like the average brainwashed person who's watching the mainstream media, believing that's real. Yeah. Well, that, that, that is true. Like I am absolutely like when I read 1984 growing up and brave new world Uh and like it's, I loved those books growing up, but they seemed very um, like out of touch and exaggerated. But like now we're in this situation where it's really obvious multiple times that like we're being lied to and you don't have to be, you don't have to be brilliant to figure it out. You just have to have the audacity to like think about it for a second. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm not even talking about like major uh, um, conspiracy issues, but just like the 2016 election, for example, like the only tenable explanation for why the polls were so wrong in 2016 when Trump ran against Hillary was that the polls were just lies. No, like, they were. They were lies. Like if you just use common sense. Like how were they that wrong? Yeah, exactly. You know, but people don't. I mean, I feel like that. the polls are the polls are always lies, though. Yeah. Even like or, even in, um, you know, uh, 2020, they were saying, weren't they saying Biden was ahead in the polls, right? I don't know. That's good. Yeah, Probably. I'm pretty sure they were saying Biden was ahead in the polls. There's no way. I just There's don't understand no- how I don't understand how you can get, you know, 84 million <clears throat> votes, but you can only have a, like 11 million real Twitter followers. <laughs> yeah, but those aren't even real. Those aren't even real. Those aren't even real, probably. Well, the 22 million are half fake. So I already did the math. Like 11 would be the real. The remaining. I don't even believe that. I don't even believe that. Maybe like 5 million real. 
Um, who, do think, who do you think runs his Twitter? Probably uh, the Rothschilds. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, it's funny because right, like right after Joe Biden got elected president, um, on his they made a they made a new Instagram account, the POTUS account on Instagram, and he had millions of followers instantly. I'm like, these are so fake. And they all were like so supportive of him. I'm like, yeah, right. This is so fake. Well, I mean, good for him coming out of retirement and getting a part-time job. Yeah. <laughs> like, here's the deal, man. Like, I would rather have someone that I disagreed with on everything who was like coherent president than someone yeah. I totally agreed with who was out of their damn mind. Yeah. And like, At least this, Obama this, could speak. Yeah, you know. he could put together a sentence. He still can. And yeah. You know, as much as I despised all of his policies, he was a reassuring guy. Like everything felt like it was going to be all right. You know, maybe it was going to be a little expensive, but it was going to be okay. You know, like he yeah. just gave that vibe off, right? Regardless of whether that's, you know, like yeah. accurate. But with Biden, I'm just like, holy shit. Like we don't know who's like somebody's running yeah. the country, but it's not him. You know, yeah, that's so creepy. But it's never been, it's never been like the president running the country for like years, dude. It's, like it, it hasn't. It's it's always been a shadow government controlling everything. I think after World War Two is when that really started. Probably the intelligence. Com- the intelligence well, community. you know, I think. I mean, I think it was before World War Two because what's his Woodrow Wilson? He that's when he signed away. I believe it was yeah Woodrow Wilson, the Federal Reserve. Nineteen thirteen. Um, yeah, nineteen thirteen. I think that's when everything started. It. That yeah. was that was certainly the economic crippling factor, but yeah. we we empowered the intelligence community so much during World War II, and the military industrial complex made so much money on that war that when it was suddenly over, it was there was just so much incentive for corruption to come into play to yeah. keep that machine and, and, rolling. And it's funny how people thought Roosevelt was a good president. FDR, or yeah, Teddy. he's trash. Trash. Did you know that he seized everyone's personal gold except for their wedding bands? Wow, I didn't know that. You could not legally own gold in the United States during FDR, during the Depression, unless it was your wedding band or wedding ring. You had to give it to the government because the dollar was backed by gold at the time. Uh, And they needed gold in the Treasury. Well, here's the thing. We have nothing to fear but fear itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That was a great line, right? Despite who said it. Yeah, not him. He, I guarantee he didn't make that up. Yeah, do you think do you think he was just like talking to his wife? He's like, "What should I say? I'm so scared. I'm so nervous. I don't even say." She's like, "You don't have anything to fear except fear itself." You're yeah, someone, he's like, "That's it, Eureka! <laughs> I got it." That's I got his, it. What's it, what's it called? It's funny because Biden, uh, when he plagiarized a bunch of people, uh, Johnny Carson called him out about or or he was talking about it on the show or whatever and yeah. um after he was like yeah after biden um you know he he talked about it um he apologized and then he told his staff we have nothing to fear but fear itself it was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> that's hysterical he wouldn't plagiarize again he plagiarized all these speeches then Hey, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Plagiarized well, he, again. You definitely didn't come up with the line "one small step for man." <laughs> no, I love the one. Um, 
what was it? He he copied uh, one of Ronald Reagan's uh, speeches. And uh, who who did the, Joe Biden? Biden Biden to the uh, to the Navy. He gave it at the Naval Academy's graduation. That's, see, that's why you write your own speeches. You're gonna have some dumbass intern <laughs> write your speeches, and they're gonna half-ass it because you're paying them seven bucks an hour to be on your shitty campaign, and they're gonna just yeah. copy and paste a Reagan speech and tweak a couple of things, but not good enough. And you're gonna wind yeah. up saying some stupid shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, write your own speeches, man. If if you want to be president, then be president. Don't outsource yeah. it be the puppet you know yeah. um and, and then i was gonna say you know all these people are just idolizing donald trump and uh you know people get mad whenever i call trump out yeah yeah i'm reluctant to call him out publicly because I, I i don't want to lose my fans but I, I have my fair share of criticisms but well, the thing I, is you I'm, have to- I'm mostly positive you have to criticize him regardless of what people think because he's never going to change. He's going to keep doing that same crap. That's why I feel, I feel like I feel like he would be better, you know, if people actually criticized him instead of just sucking up to him all the time. You have to call just because you like someone like doesn't mean you shouldn't criticize them. I agree with you, yeah. but I think that's why he had so much turnover. I think anytime he got criticized, people got fired. Well, the thing Band, is, like, you know? <laughs> Operation Warp Speed is all him and the vaccine, and he loves to take credit for that. Like, he loves it. Yeah. But then it's like, people are like, well, he's giving you the choice. So he's giving you the choice. You could take the poison, but you don't have to. You could take it, but you don't have to. I took it. I'm good. <laughs> so the here- first to know if it doesn't work. My theory on the whole trump thing is i think that americans are incredibly frustrated and they don't necessarily know why because uh they've been lied to so many times and they don't have any fucking time to figure out what's really going on because they're trying to figure out how to put food on the table for their families and inflation is so so crazy that they have to send their kids to school to be raised by the state and both the mom and the dad have to work full so people don't have time to figure shit out even if they wanted to right yeah and i think that what happened what happened with trump is that People and Americans are so desperately in need of like a populist hero, like a real hero president. Like, yeah, fucking, you know, that's what I know. But but like emotionally, psychologically, like we're in need of of that. Like we're we're frantically looking for a leader and we can't find one. And and what happens is when you when you believe you've found that, like when you when you think you found gold and then you find out that it's that fake shit, it's not real. It's fool's gold that like your heart just sinks. Right. And so I think that a lot of people who think that Trump was 100 percent perfect. Right. are, Are are really just like deeply uncomfortable with the notion that we still don't have like yeah, we, don't. we don't have a leader like you know at least yeah. in star wars there was luke skywalker and there was darth vader but now we don't even know who's who you know <clears throat> yeah dude he, i mean dude look at the end of the day look at all the presidents who've been in office they're all they've all been corrupt and you do you really believe that all of a sudden they just let someone in like Trump who's going to save us? Come on. I don't know. I, I think he might have uh, actually pulled one over on him, but like a fluke thing, you know. But like I mean, the- look, look, he gave he, like, look, the first three years he did pretty good. And then the last year he just gave yeah. up. It's like he just gave in to everything the left wanted, you know, stimulus. And it's like, dude, people don't want to even blame him for inflation well he's part of the problem too 
Yeah, he's the one who's astronomical amount of money. And exactly. There's a latency too in that. Like, there's it, there, it takes time from when you print it and spend it to when you feel it in the prices. So the latency is lining up. But yeah, exactly. It takes time. People don't realize that. And it's like, yeah, that's one of the reasons why there's such bad inflation right now. It's not just because of Biden. It's like Biden inherited. Let's let's be real. Biden inherited a pretty big mess. Inflation, he did, but that was uh, that COVID. was yeah the COVID thing though like really put Trump in a tricky situation because if he didn't do any of the stimulus stuff, then it would have looked like he didn't give a shit about anybody. Uh, or mean, people died, you know, like they would have blamed him for that. And but if but if he does what he did, then we have what we have now in terms of you know inflation problems and yeah, and then and then like obviously you know we should have never locked down, right. That was just, I mean, if we didn't lock down, we wouldn't have needed to do stimulus. That's right. That was the whole, it was, it was a domino effect. And he was for it. He was for the lockdown. He said, we're locked down for two weeks. Like, come on, dude. Why didn't lock down for two weeks? I was disappointed that the um, cities were burning after George, George Floyd. No, that was art. And I was disappointed that he didn't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, you yeah. let a lot of cities oh, burn. The mayor, he said the mayor can come and call the National Guard. I'm like, why don't you just do something? You're so, he's so prideful. Just go do it. Yeah. Like they didn't have the mayor get permission to take Florida or Texas. Yeah. Exactly. Why don't you dude. take Florida and Texas back? <laughs> like, <laughs> he, I don't he should know. have literally just gone and sent them in himself, dude. Everything would have been good, dude. Would have been I agree with you. Wiped out the problem in an instant. I tell you what, man, if I had a store in downtown Chicago, I'm a small business owner, but I work from a laptop. I'm a laptop warrior, but I know how much hard work and heart goes into building a small business as you do too, like with your content and stuff, like it takes hours and hours and hours and determination. If, if, if someone threw a brick through my window of my, of my retail location during a riot and the government refused to press charges or look at the video or if they caught the guy, if they bailed him out, I would feel, I would feel more angered at that. I I feel more angered at that now than the actual brick coming through the window. Like I know the guy, it's inevitable that a guy's going to throw a brick through a window. But what I was counting on was that the government would do the thing it was actually supposed to do, which is protect my private (laughs) property rights instead of doing everything except for what you're supposed to do. Like, Oh dude, a hundred percent. They literally do everything except for protect the border or your rights, which are the two reasons that we have a government in the first place. <laughs> yeah, they don't do anything. So, I mean, that's why it comes down to in the end. People need to stop, you know, uh, relying on the government and just, you know, do do what they can like for for themselves and their families instead of worrying about the government ha- doing everything for them. You know what I mean? People put too much um just reliance on the government. Yeah. Well, and I think um, a lot of that has to do with the fact that like a lot of people have lost their faith. Like we're not yeah. as Christian of a nation as we used to be. And I mean, we were really never a Christian nation. I understand, but there was a lot more cultural consensus around. No, I agree. I, I agree with that. that. And that's why God's not going to bless the nation because right. look, look at this abortion, uh, you know, freaking we got, um, drag queen story time gay marriage like pride parades you know we're going and invading other countries for um you know no reason really other than 
you know, we want to take people's resources, killing all these innocent people. Um, yeah. Do you think God's going to bless the nation that does that? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we can get really like nitpicky on like every, every certain type of sin or lifestyle, but let's yeah. just, let's just, let's be as conservative as possible. And let's just look at the 10 commandments. Right. I don't know them all off the top of my head, but yeah. I, 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 I'm willing to bet that the government has violated all of them. Right. So oh, absolutely. thou shall not They're steal. Evil. That's what inflation is. Right. Thou shall not kill constantly yeah. killing people. Right. Uh, thou yeah. shall not bear false witness. They're constantly lying and getting caught under oath. Right. Whether it's Fauci or whether it's yeah. Clinton stuff, uh, adultery, they're all fucking each other. Right. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are the other ones that I'm missing here? Uh, there's fault. Um, they, they always want other people's shit. Yeah. Thou shall not covet. Right. That's the fifth yeah. one. What am I missing here? Yeah. Maybe in the chat we can get some. Uh, honor your mother, father. Um, yeah, they don't do that. Um, thou shall not. Uh, oh my gosh! Oh, put any other gods before me. Um, they do that. Worship, I- worship idols. Um, yep, everybody's doing that. Uh, not everybody, but a lot of the people. Gov- yeah, a lot of the government leader. Like it, it seems like our government <clears throat> is constantly <throat> violating all ten of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> like, no, they, they that's bad, are, man. Really. Like those, the Ten Commandments are so good and solid that even yeah. people who don't believe in God are like, I'm cool with those rules. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. In the day, it's like, how do you think we naturally like? You know, we know what is right and wrong. How yeah. how do you think we know that? Because God put that in us. It's not yeah. like it just randomly occurred. It's hardwired, man. Exactly. It's God put that in us. And, you know, there's there's one savior and that's Jesus. That's it. It's not going to be Donald Trump. It's I'm, I'm sorry, but it's not. <laughs> so so uh, when's Jesus coming back? You know what? I don't know, because Jesus said only the father knows the hour. <laughs> But uh, I feel like we're. Yeah, but he said that 2000 years ago. You don't think he got it out of him like a poker night? Well, you know, (laughs) 2000 years to God is like, you know, it says in the Bible, like a thousand years to God is like, or sorry, a thousand years for us is like a day to God. It's like nothing. And he's being so patient. He's waiting on, you know, he's he's giving us time to, you know, um, to change. But. Um, obviously he, we see how that's going. He's being patient with us and he's, you know, trying to show mercy, but because God obviously loves us, he cares about us. He gave his only, his only son, Jesus Christ. So, you know, he obviously cares about us, but, um, you know, all, all we have to do, it's, it's so simple to be saved is believe on Jesus Christ and that's it. But, you know, um, I guess people are too, a lot of people are so prideful too, that they don't want to do that. They just can't fathom it. It's like too much for them. You know, if you go to a rich neighborhood or uh, not even like filthy rich, but you know, a neighborhood of, with, um, uh, that's just more wealthy in general, those people aren't going to be very receptive to the gospel so much. That's true. And like, yeah, prisoners read the Bible more. Like, I mean, I, I made a, a joke the other day. I said, what's the difference between an atheist and a Catholic? And the answer, of course, is an atheist has read the Bible. <laughs> yeah, Catholic. Yeah, no, I say that all the time. I said Catholics would not be Catholics if they read the Bible. They wouldn't. Yeah, they they literally mean, have idols everywhere. Yeah, it's 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 straight up old school. And, pagan uh, kinda go ask European. a Catholic what their favorite Bible verse is. Uh you know, and, and and the thing is, they they have like a uh, a works based salvation, 
Um, And that's the thing, like why people just can't fathom it because in the Bible it says, Jesus says, you know, it's, it's easier for a camel to fit through uh, a needle needle. than for a rich man to get to heaven. That's because a rich man thinks that they have everything and they don't need Jesus. He doesn't need it. That's it. And a lot of people are going to go to hell because, you know, it says also in the Bible that uh, narrow is the gate uh, to heaven and not many will enter is because so many people, they can't understand that they don't need to work their way into heaven. They Most people want to work for it. They want to work their way into heaven. They can't get, oh, Jesus did this for me. I don't, I don't even need to do this. Nothing I do is going to get me into heaven. No, they want to do it themselves. Yeah. No, I, think, I think there's a lot of that. I also think too, that a lot of people it's there, there's, there's another side of the coin too, where, um, you know, one of my favorite parts of, of the gospel is when Jesus says, you know, let he who hasn't sinned cast the first stone. Yeah. And there are at least growing up in the nineties. I don't know if it's still the case, but there was a lot of sort of dogma and judgment that you could feel as a kid growing up, like in a church environment, if, yeah. people weren't like living out the religion properly, whether they were making yeah. a mistake or accident or whatever. And I think that turned off like generations, you know, of people uh, who yeah. just felt like, I don't know, they felt like the church got rebranded as a judgmental place rather than a, like a like a salvation. It was, yeah. like, you know, it, like they flipped it just like they made us racists. As if you're a Republican, you're a racist or a sexist or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, they rebrand you. So I don't know, like, I think that Christians could do a better job of um, being uh, compassionate to um, no, I agree. Uh, the opponent, I guess, the adversary, I agree, man. Especially like you know, if somebody if somebody clearly wants to change, then we shouldn't be like hounding them. You know what I mean? It takes time. Yeah. So it's did you like uh, did you get dunked or did you get baptized at birth? Um, no, I. Uh, I got I got baptized like a year ago. Oh, congratulations, dude! Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Everybody else was I, getting vaccinated. You were getting baptized. That's right, man. <laughs> I need that. That's a. Uh, that's gonna be the new trend soon. This yeah. This cure don't need a, a booster. <laughs> set a trend. So, what made you decide to get baptized? Um, you know, I just wasn't really happy with the way things were going and I wanted to change. And, um, you know, my wife kind of helped me out too. So she helped me. She, she, uh, got me into it. And then like from then on, I just, just started, uh, reading the Bible and, um, you know, just watching a lot of, uh, videos and just looking into it more. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's great, man. I think, you know, if people have even practiced, you know, or 20% of the Bible, like this would be a much better place. Yeah. The crazy thing to me about it is like, regardless of whether or not the Bible is true, there is absolutely no case to be made for that book being anything other than um, an absolute masterpiece. I mean, it is. Oh yeah. It's the best book ever. And it's, I get it. Like Levit- Leviticus is boring. Like I don't, you don't, nobody yeah, likes yeah. to read Somebody, it. Like, I, I get like, it. 
I, I get it. <laughs> but like some of the messages and like, if you read like, like one of my favorite stories in the Bible is um, uh, the, uh, in the old Testament, the Ark of the covenant, um, you know, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a big player. Yeah. And uh, you know, of course they weren't allowed to touch the Ark directly. Right. Otherwise yeah, they would yeah, be or they, Yeah. And uh, I think they were carrying it across the desert. If I remember the story, right. And one of the guys carrying it on the platform that they had to hold like slipped and the arc started to slide off the platform. It was about to fall on the ground. And one of the other men like reached up to catch it. And as soon as he like touched it was smitten, right? Like wow. bolt of lightning. And I grew up thinking like, Oh, that story is like about the uh, wrath of God and just like obey and don't question, just do what he says. And like, if you really think about it more, like, I think the lesson of that story is don't do the wrong thing for the right reasons because it's still the wrong thing. Right. So like yeah. he knew he wasn't supposed to touch it, but like the ark is sacred, you know, like he was trying to do the right thing, you know, uh, but, uh, or he's doing it for the right reasons, but like, it's still the wrong thing. So <clears throat> it's sort of like a, an anti Machiavellian like Bible story. And I just think that's, it's so powerful to hear these stories and parables because you can keep going back to them. And as you yeah. change their meaning changes, it's, it's like a living document, you know, it's crazy. No. Yeah. It's great. And what's funny too, is that some people will try to say, well, like when Jesus is talking about hell being eternal uh, fire, they're like, dude, he's just using parables. Wait. So when Jesus talk about hell, it's, it's not really eternal, right? It's not hell fire. There's no fire fire and hell he's using they can't tell you what the parable is though parables always have like a purpose there's like a meaning behind it you know what i mean yeah yeah but Absolutely. but it's not a parable because hell is eternal hellfire <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know man it's 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 such a complicated and, and like deeply personal thing and the older i yeah. get the more i the more i appreciate how sensitive and important it is and I just wish that I just wish that culturally we, we could embrace tolerance again. Like I was watching uh, Ayn Rand uh, and you're probably not a huge Ayn Rand fan because she's a major atheist, but I like her, uh, her books. And uh, I was watching uh, an interview that she did with, I can't remember some dude from the sixties. that looks like every other dude from the sixties, you know, on wall street. Yeah. And uh, um, she, she made this awesome, awesome point. She's like, listen, she's like in the country that has the greatest protection of the freedom of religion, we have the least violence among religions in a country that has the greatest amount of protection for freedom of speech. We have the least uh, uh, violence among uh, political uh, disagreements, right. Or, or political factions. It's just yeah. like where there's freedom, there's peace. And I wish that like, I wish America would wake up to that wisdom. Like, listen, I'm not, I'm not a Muslim. I don't like the religion. I don't want to follow it, but like, I totally support, anybody's right to practice that religion so long as it doesn't violate anybody else's rights. And it's like, we have to get back to this point where we're willing to sit next to people that um, we don't resonate with, but still realize that they're our neighbor or our countrymen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like at the end of the day, um, you know, if, if you don't believe on Jesus Christ, I mean, you are going to go to hell, but I mean, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Yeah, I hear it sucks. Yeah, I mean, 
but I get what you're saying. I get. I t- no. I totally get what you're saying, man. I'm not, and, I'm not making a case like for or against hell or anything. I'm not trying to make no, a no, no. I, argument. No, no, And I was, I was, all I was gonna say, was, I was just laughing for a second. <laughs> uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, God will take care of everything. God will take care of it. So, you know, yeah, I think it's, I, I think it's good to have, you know, those certain freedoms and stuff like that. And, you know, we need to go, we need to go back and instead of, um, you know, why are they having parades for LGBTQ? You know, the government used to punish them, you know, they, they need to start. I'm not throwing any stones. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I mean, a lot of these people like, like in the schools, in the schools, teaching the kids, these are pedophiles. They need to be locked up. I agree with you there. There's no excuse to talk to any kid about sex. Exactly. Anybody who's talking to kid about kid about sex, like even if it's a straight teacher, like, hey, this, by the way, this is like, no, 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 that's a conversation I get to have with my kid. That's not a conversation you get to have with my eight year old. Yeah, but you don't really see it that often from straight teachers. That's the thing. They're not teaching that. Nonsense. I understand. I'm just saying hypothetically, like this isn't like a, a homophobia or a transphobia position. Like, just don't talk to my kid about sex, no matter who you are, yeah. or what you like. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I would probably get considered homophobic. Am I scared of gay people? No, I'm just telling you, like what the Bible says. It says they're an abomination. I mean, that's what they are. Um, and- oh my God, you're in hell. We got the camera in. <laughs> If your camera went to hell, the internal temp is too hot. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I figured that would happen. Um, but you can hear me. Um, yeah, dude. So I I think that if we just started following, you know, God's God's laws, you know, things would be a lot better. But you know, obviously, man is trying to do things their own way, and um, you know. I'm not, I'm not going to punish anybody. I'm not going to do it. I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's up to God and the governing authorities, but what are they doing? They're letting criminals, um, out of, uh, out early. They're not punishing them at all. They're, they're letting pedophiles in the schools, teach the kids. I mean, what is seriously going on here, man? This is like all upside down. I wish that I knew the answer. I'm just as perplexed and disturbed. Well, I know the answer. It's because um, the, the devil uh, has very little time and he's doing whatever he can, you know, at the last minute to just do as much as he can. And um, and then also not on top of that, you know, man is doing things their own way. And so many people are just deceived here, man. What do you mean? They think like- it's like, oh, let's let's be tolerant. Let's like let all these people do this and that it's like no we're not gonna let them do this because uh, people being tolerant of these people's stupid ideas is why things are so bad right now that's that's true but on the on the on the other side of that the 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 problem is the intolerance from the left so yes we gave an inch and they took a mile but there was a time there was a time when there was a reciprocity of tolerance and that's when it worked but it's a two-way street, right? And if one side isn't tolerating the other, then it creates problems. And and yeah, there was a time in, uh, I don't know, the 80s where people would actually be friends with someone that voted for the opposite candidate. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you hardly hear about that anymore. Like, no, I think they did a study so, recently. It's they so just, far opposite. That's why it's so far opposite. Both parties, Democrat and Republican, used to be pretty close. Yep. Yep. Now it's like a freaking, you know, one is like Looney Tunes and one is like realistic. Yeah, 
yeah, seemingly know. at least. But I don't know. We've got a lot of rhinos too, man. We got problems in our own party. Oh no, absolutely, dude. That's why I've been calling out people like Ted Cruz and you know um, Dan Cuckshaw. Um, yeah. I mean, dude, it's just so funny with Ted Cruz how he signs the. This is what he does. He'll sign the the bill to give forty billion to Ukraine. He's all for it, and then to distract people from going after him. Um, he'll go and talk about the left. Ooh, the left. The left did this. The left did that. But it's like, dude, I get what you're doing. You're trying to divert the attention from you to the left. Yep, lawyer, like just classic lawyer tactics, lawyer, politician, swamp, swamp. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing about Trump. Um, Speaking of the swamp, you know, he would always say, drain the swamp, drain the swamp. It's funny because he said he didn't even like the phrase. He just said it because uh, someone told him to say it, but he didn't even like it. And then on top of that, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then it's like, okay, he's adding to the swamp. I would just see him continuously adding more swamp creatures to the swamp. I'm like, how is he going to drain it? This doesn't make well, any sense. Maybe that's the nature of the swamp. Like, you know, if you take a step in, you're just going to sink no matter what your intentions. <clears throat> I, but yeah. I will say that one thing that Trump did accomplish uh, uh, despite any criticism or praise, he yeah. definitely pulled the curtain away and revealed the inner um, uh, just just corruption and wrangled gnashing of teeth. That is. Do you think? DC. Do you think? Well, do you think he wanted that though? Do you think, or not him? But do you think that the elites wanted that? You mean to like uh, provoke the right in order to uh, um, behave uh, illegally so that they could just arrest them and just uh, tamp down even more intense uh, uh, legislation against them? Yeah, like like like, like yeah. for example, do you think that, you know, obviously the shadow government and these billionaire families, do you think that they wanted Trump to do what he did so it could also, number one, cause more division and then number two, so it's like, look, they know exactly what's going on, but they can't do anything about it. I don't. That's a good question. I don't know. I'm reluctant to say that our leaders are so competent as to hatch a ploy like that. Like Adam I mean, Schiff, if you look at that guy, his face is vacant. I mean, he's a dumbass. Like. Like just no, like a dumb I mean, guy. I obviously like him, but I mean like the people really running the show. Yeah, yeah, you mean you mean like the behind the curtain, nobody knows her yes, name. Yeah, like right? I'm yeah. talking like you know the Kissinger, the Rothschilds, the Rockefeller family, Klaus Schwab. You know those kinds of people. I think that there is a concerted effort among the political elite. And by political elite, that doesn't mean like anybody in Congress. I mean, like the political, like what you're saying. I think there is a concerted effort to um, steer the world toward globalism. Because if the world is restructured under a globalist government, then it's much easier to secure your hold on power and wealth. Yeah. So the problem with democracy for, for the political class and the problem with individual rights for a political class is that you constantly have to compete and fight for your power. Yeah. And the only thing that the powerful want is to keep their power or grow it. And their greatest dream, what, what, what would make them euphoric and blissful 
um, uh, would be to, no, to to go to sleep at night and have not a concern for the loss of their power. Yeah. Right. They just want omnipotence. And I think that that's, I think that that's why the globalists have conspired against their own people in many ways by these, these trade deals that don't make any sense for, for their people. I think that there is an understanding that we want to, they want to con- conglomerate wealth and power and that way it'll become like this sort of dy- dynastic globalist elite forever um, yeah. with the sort of new fief. And then you'll own nothing and you'll be happy and you'll work for, for them and you'll pay, you know, everything will go straight to them and they'll offer you protection, but protection will be easy for them to offer you because uh, the whole world will be conquered under a globalist uh, uh, tyranny. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to live to see that day, even no matter when it comes, whether it's tomorrow if- or in years. I, I think it's going to come soon. I think, you know, because they, they're, they're going to do a cyber attack soon. They keep talking yeah. about it. It will happen in the next couple of years, a cyber attack. Sure. And, um, you know, it's funny how Klaus Schwab always knows what's going to happen. It's like he's the one doing it. It's like he's behind it. Or he knows the no. guy who is. And... Um, you know, if that happens, then they're definitely going to push those RFID chips. Yeah, I'm not. That'll be that the way. answer. That'll be the answer. And you know that that is literally the mark of the beast. Because if you have, if you don't have that, they're going to say you can't buy or sell watch. Yeah, I mean, they're already shutting down bank accounts of people who are too too radical. I mean, yeah. look what Canada did to the truckers. They shut down Russia. Uh, they didn't work, but they basically shut down their entire access to the external world. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, as, as much as I oppose Vladimir Putin, and I think that he does some cruel and evil things in terms of his leadership and the way he handles people that disagree with him politically, um, I, I, uh, I see why he's doing what he's doing in Ukraine, because the Russian economy is so dependent on uh, natural gas exports to Europe through Ukraine that it cannot it cannot tolerate any situation in which that um, that that export avenue is is uh, is threatened. And so right now, you know, before a year ago, two years ago, they were negotiating with Ukraine to run natural gas out of Russia through Ukraine into the rest of Europe. And it was fine. But as soon as Ukraine is part of NATO, then suddenly Russia has to negotiate with 30 countries who have been saying nothing but climate change stuff for the last 50 years about how, how much it's going to be taxed or tariffed for exporting natural gas, which is like a huge part of their whole Russian economy. Like this war with Ukraine is about Russia claiming national sovereignty. Putin is saying, fuck you. I'm not going to let the future of my country be determined by the, every other leader of every other country. Like we are Russia. This is our fucking country. That's what he's saying. Part of my language, but I get kind of heated about this because I wish that America would claim its sovereignty too. And, and like I said, I don't agree with, with, with Putin. I, th- I, I think he's done some cruel and evil things, but yeah. I understand why as the, as the, as, as the leader of Russia and someone who I genuinely believes loves his country. Right. Um, I think he's doing what, like, what seems like the only tenable outcome. Like, what else am I supposed to do? Just wait for, the, wait for these people to steamroll me? Right. But maybe I'm just a dumbass, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I think, so. I, think, I think they're all bad. Yeah. Yeah, but mean, some are worse than others. I agree. I think Zelensky's one of the worst. 
Dude, dude, that dude is so corrupt. Isn't he worth like $300 million? I don't know exactly how much he's worth, but he is bad, dude. And it's, you know, he's really talented at playing piano with his penis, though. So I'll give him that. I've never seen that. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, you can't literally see him naked, but he's behind. He's on some TV show because he, he was an actor. He was yeah, he's a comedian. And, I mean, he's still, he still is an actor, but because um, <laughs> he's acting like throughout this whole time. So... And it's so funny because he's literally behind the piano on the TV show with some other dude playing piano with his penis. Wow. But um, No black yeah. keys, though. Not big enough. But um, on top of that, you know, uh, like I remember I remember there was all these pictures going around and people were like, oh, my gosh, Zelensky's such a hero. He's with his troops. And those pictures were like old from some training exercise. Yeah, or he's doing photo shoots like with sandbags around, and it's like the lighting's perfect, and there's three different yeah. photographers. <clears throat> exactly. How was like it the, so perfect? The only time to take a picture during a war is in front of the Eiffel Tower after you've invaded a country. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the only time. <laughs> it's like I'm like, how has he had so much time to do all this stuff, all these interviews and stuff? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, imagine if somebody was kicking your ass, right? Like in a fist fight. And you were like begging, you know, your buddy next to you to take as many pictures as possible. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing, man. It doesn't make any sense. I think they're all in on it together, man. Plus, no, they were covering like crazy for the Bidens and their corruption uh, in, oh, yeah. in, in Ukraine. I mean, it's insane. It, the, the, just the fact that America wanted to send the, the money to them so bad and protect Ukraine, that should show you everything. And you know what's funny? When you see people with no American flag outside their house, but they have a Ukraine flag, it's just like so pathetic. Oh, that drives me fucking nuts. I've seen that. It is sick, man. <clears throat> I um, I was going to um, um, door knocking to... Um, like uh what soul winning and uh anyways i went to this guy's house and i'm like hey is there anything that uh, we could pray for you about and he's like yeah ukraine and i was like i said you <laughs> and I was, about ukraine. To start, I was about to start laughing but i was just like man the time you know place. someone else just do this for me because i'm tired of hearing about this crap and don't get me wrong. I feel bad for the like the citizens there that had to yeah. like, leave their homes and stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like war is hell for everybody involved. Of course, but, but it's like, a it's a globalist manufactured war, dude. It's not even like what people think it is either. It's not well, the the really bizarre thing about it, man. Is all the bio labs that we had there and all the oh, money. Oh, dude, it's not like all we the want to money. Protect them. Yeah, all the money Hunter was making off of Metabiota, who was investing um, uh, in the labs there. And um, yeah. Hunter was invested in Metabiota. Metabiota was invested in Ukraine. And uh, Zolchevsky was uh, invested in Metabiota. Um, and Zolchevsky was the chairman of the board of Burisma. So the money was going through like four steps from DOD contract through Metabiota and all the way back into Joe's pocket because he shared a bank account with Hunter. Wow. So it was literally just laundering DOD contracts through labs in Ukraine as cash. Like, you see, you know, senators only make one hundred seventy-four thousand dollars a year. Like, of course. Why, how is how does how does the Biden family live like that? I mean, Hunter Biden spending thirty thousand dollars a month on rent, you know, and is in a mansion while Secret Service, you know, makes some hot pockets and make sure he's okay. And he smokes crack. Yeah, and doesn't get in trouble. And he and he illegally had a fire. He purchased a fire firearm illegally by uh, lying on the form. 
uh, wow. and didn't get in trouble for that. He had an inappropriate was... sexual relationship with his 12 year old niece and didn't get yeah. in trouble with that. And it's documented on text and Jill and Joe knew about it and they didn't do anything about it, which is illegal in Delaware to know that a child is being abused and not report it. Yeah. And they're laundering tax money through these contracts. And well, they're, they're running the same the thing right now. Well, they're running the country right now. That's the best part. Yeah. It's like, why the hell are there 500 uh, uh, January 6th protesters in prison without trial? And these fucks are walking around. No problem. Yeah. Well, Trump didn't um, pardon them because he wants to show everybody how evil um, the system is. You know, they they waited till like January 26th to arrest most of them. 24th, 26th, because wow. they, they wanted to make sure that Trump couldn't pardon anybody. So they waited yeah, two weeks. I'm not surprised. Yeah, man, that's that's it's terrible. Um, yeah, I I, I got to get going, but uh, sure, man, this is a good time hanging out. I love talking to you, dude. Absolutely, man. Anytime. All right, dude. Well, you take care. If you ever come down to Austin, let me know. Uh, we'll, we'll get together, have a beer or something. Oh, definitely, man. I will let you know. All right, man. Thank take you, man. care. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Bye.